Dense clouds formed a low ceiling just above the treetops. Everything was crisp and clear. Eyes closed, Lorena stretched languidly. Her wrists bent. Her Latin with a touch of Asian face turned toward the sky. This is so beautiful. We should do this more often, when we're not feeling so depressed. She reached out and massaged my neck. I remember feeling that familiar jolt of pleasure and surprise that this incredible woman had married me. It was a sensation I'd felt almost hourly during the first few months of our marriage. In all of our wedding photos, I look stunned. Can I say something that's sneaky and makes me seem like a bad person? Lorena asked, kneading the knots in my neck. You? You're incapable of sneaky. You'd bleed out your ears if you tried to be sneaky. Oh, that's a lovely image, Lorena laughed. It would be sneaky, though. We paused to admire a dilapidated shack leaning over the river, clearly abandoned. On another day, we might have paddled over to take a peek inside. We both had a weird fascination with abandoned places. I turned in the canoe, sat with my hands between my knees. So... What's your sneaky idea? I had no way of knowing how profoundly her words would affect my life. Not her life, of course, just mine. Lorena waited a beat, as if deliberating on whether she should say it. Do you think your grandfather set it up legally so you can't continue the comic strip after he dies? Maybe he just told your grandma that's the way he wanted it. I don't know. I could see him doing either. We passed out of the thick woods into open fields. I noticed a line of black clouds dividing the sky. I pointed at them. We may get rained on. Lorena looked up, shrugged. Oh well, we'll survive. Grandma would never go against his wishes, I said. I was pretty sure my grandmother hated my grandfather, but they had faced the outside world as a grim, unassailable wall for sixty years, and I didn't see that changing just because he was dead. It was so hard to grasp that he was dying. This morning, as he sat hooked to an IV bag, telling me in no uncertain terms that I would not be succeeding him as the artist of his comic strip, Toy Shop, he seemed ready to roll himself to the summit of Bear Mountain in the wheelchair he'd occupied for the past fifty years, how much is he leaving her again? Lorena asked. She knew it was almost nothing. Grandpa had never made huge money, and he lost most of what he'd made by bankrolling Toy Shop Village, my father's lunatic idea for a themed amusement center, and unbeknownst to me at that moment, soon to become my home. Grandma would get the house and some merchandising and royalty money, but after the strip was discontinued, the merchandising would dry up. When was the last time anyone manufactured a Nancy and Sluggo t-shirt or a Dick Tracy toy radio watch? When a strip dies, unless it's an iconic strip that's become part of the fabric of our culture, like, oh, I don't know, peanuts? People tend to forget it. An icy rain began to fall. I looked at the clouds, heavy and dark, bunched like fists. Maybe you're right. Maybe she would be willing to cut a deal after he's gone, I mused.
She's a child of the Depression, not one to put sentimentality over the practicalities of paying the bills. I considered for a moment, then shook my head. Nah, I couldn't do it, even if she was willing. I feel slimy even bringing it up, Lorena said, shrugging. There's no harm in looking at all the options. Lorena had nothing to feel slimy about. She'd been nothing but kind to my grandfather in the face of his thinly veiled contempt. Grandpa was certain all Latinos would be cleaning ladies and lawnmowers, if not for that affirmative action crap. My phone rang. It was my mom, calling, I would learn much later, to tell me Grandpa was dead. But I stashed the phone in my pocket as the rain turned into a pelting downpour, soaking my thin T-shirt. Lorena shrieked with delight and held a sweatshirt.